Ivan IV, also known as Ivan the Terrible, was a significant figure in Russian history, serving as the first Tsar of all Russia. Ivan's life was a complex tapestry of political achievements, personal struggles, and erratic behaviour. Ivan had a very complex personality. He was described as intelligent and devout, but also prone to paranoia, rage, and his mental instability increased with age. His nickname suggests a bloodthirsty and ineffective tyrant, but when the terrible title was first coined, it was intended to suggest an awe-inspiring and fearsome power. Accomplishing more than previous leaders, he aggressively expanded Russian territory, centralizing a system of governance under his control. However, due to his actions, his epithet of the terrible would be remembered to history of that of an evil or psychotic ruler. Ultimately, Ivan was a complicated man who suffered considerably in childhood and endured bouts of mental illness throughout his life. His reign transformed Russia from a feudal state into an empire, but also left her economically weakened for centuries to come. Ivan laid the foundation for the nation of Russia, and it showed promise and Ivan showed ambition, but his later years were marred by paranoia and cruelty. This is his story. Ivan was the son of Grand Prince Vasily III and Elena Glinskaya. His father Vasily would die suddenly in 1533 from an abscess and inflammation on his leg that developed into blood poisoning. When Ivan's father was on his deathbed, Vasily transferred his powers to his eldest son Ivan, who was only three years old at the time. Ivan's mother Elena played a crucial role in protecting her son's interests and defending his claim to the throne. She would rule until Ivan was old enough to govern the country, and she proved to be a very capable stateswoman. She had a new defensive wall constructed around Moscow, and she carried out a currency reform that introduced a unified monetary system into the state. However, Elena died in 1538, at the young age of 28. A Russian noble named Agrippa was arrested in connection with Elena's death. Some historians believe that Elena was poisoned in a plot to usurp her power. This tragedy would leave a young Ivan without guidance or support, and this loss undoubtedly affected Ivan's emotional well-being, further complicating his upbringing. As the legitimate heir to the throne, Ivan's succession was challenged by various factions of nobility vying for power and influence. This environment not only exposed Ivan to the harsh realities of politics at a tender age, but also set the stage for power-hungry boyars, who were members of the highest rank of the feudal nobility in many Eastern European states. The regency then alternated between several feuding boyar families that would fight for control. However, in 1547, once Ivan turned 16, he was crowned as the first Tsar in Russia, signalling the beginning of his official reign. The title Tsar marked a shift in the country's governance, establishing a centralised monarchy that aimed to strengthen the authority of the ruler and reduce the power of the noble families. Until then, the rulers of Moscovy were crowned as Grand Princes, but Ivan styled himself as Tsar, 
He was sending a message to the world and to Russia that he was now the only supreme ruler of the country and his will was not to be questioned. The new title symbolized an assumption of powers equivalent and parallel to those held by the former Byzantine Emperor and the Tatar Khan, both known in Russian sources as Tsar. Several months after Ivan the Terrible was crowned, the Great Fire of Moscow would take place. The fire displaced about 80,000 people and killed about 3,000, leading to widespread poverty among the survivors. However, the beginning of Ivan's reign wasn't all bad. In the year 1550, Ivan revised the law code, confirming the right for peasants to leave their feudal lords. He also founded a standing army and ordered in 1553 the establishment of the Moscow Print Yard, which was the first publishing house in Russia. Several religious books in Russian were printed during the 1550s and 1560s. The Khanate of Kazan was a medieval Tatar Turkic state that occupied the territory of former Volga Bulgaria. It was one of the successor states of the Golden Horde. The Golden Horde was a political entity established in the 13th century. It was initially ruled by Batu Khan, the grandson of the Mongol ruler Genghis Khan. At the start of the 15th century, the Horde began to fall apart. Within its territories, there emerged numerous predominantly Turkic Khanates. At the beginning of the 13th century in the Crimea, the majority of the population, which was already composed of Turkic people, became a part of the Golden Horde. The Crimean Tatars mostly adopted Islam in the 14th century, and thereafter, Crimea became one of the centers of Islamic civilization in Eastern Europe. On the 16th of June in the year 1552, Ivan led an 150,000-strong Russian army from Moscow towards the city of Kolomna. The army under Ivan came under Kazan's walls and laid siege to the city on the 22nd of August. The Russian cannons would soon be let off and the artillery fire would fill the wooden walls of the city. Russian soldiers would soon pour through. After some desperate fighting in the streets of the city, a large massacre of Kazan Tatars then took place, as well as the destruction of almost all Tatar buildings, including mosques. Ivan then ordered St. Basil Cathedral to be built. It was built from 1555 to 1561 to commemorate the capture of Kazan and the defeat of the last Khan. There is a legend that he was so impressed with the structure that he had the architect blinded so he could never design anything as beautiful again. However, in reality, the architect went on to design more churches and buildings for Ivan. In the 1560s, Russia was devastated by a combination of drought and famine due to the unsuccessful wars against the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. In addition, Russia would suffer Tatar invasions, and all trade by sea was locked off. Ivan's first wife, Anastasia Romanovna, died in the year 1560, which was suspected to be a poisoning. The personal tragedy was said to have deeply affected Ivan. At the same time, one of Ivan's advisors, Prince Andrei Kerbsky, 
a Russian political figure and military leader, defected to the Lithuanians. He then took command of the Lithuanian troops and devastated many Russian regions. These series of treasons made Ivan descend into paranoia. On December 3, 1564, Ivan departed Moscow on pilgrimage. Ivan would soon announce his abdication, and his council of noblemen and clergymen attempted to rule in his absence. But when this proved impossible, an envoy was sent to beg Ivan to change his mind. He did so, and Ivan agreed to return on the condition of being granted absolute power. He demanded the right to condemn and execute traitors and confiscate their estates without interference from the Boyar Council or the Church. To pursue his investigations, Ivan decreed the establishment of the Aprichmina. Ivan also recruited a personal guard known as the Aprichnikya. Upon acceptance, they were required to swear an oath of allegiance, known to ride black horses and sometimes led by Ivan himself. The group was known to terrorize civilian populations and were given unchecked power to carry out their duties. The Abrichnikia were ordered to execute anyone disloyal to Ivan, and they used various methods of torture to do so, including quartering, death by boiling, impalement, and they sometimes roasted victims tied to poles over an open fire. The Abrichnikia dressed in a black garb, similar to that of a monastic monk. Like the monks they emulated, 300 of them would be elected as Ivan's personal bodyguard to live with him at his castle, conveying their importance. The Abrichnikia carried out their duties with brutal efficiency, employing intimidation, violence, and terror as tools of enforcement. They conducted mass purges, arresting and executing people on suspicion of disloyalty. The widespread fear instilled by the order disrupted normal life, shattered the social status, and caused economic instability as properties were confiscated and families were torn apart. The Abrichnikia's methods also had a profound psychological impact on the population. Their ominous presence cast a shadow of terror over the realm, making it clear that no one was safe from their reach. This climate of fear stifled dissent and reinforced Ivan's authority, albeit through a reign of terror. During the Abrichnima period, Russia descended into a state of fear and chaos. Thousands of people, from nobles to commoners, were executed, exiled, or imprisoned on mere suspicion of disloyalty. Land confiscations and the redistribution of property further destabilized the economy and would shatter social order. The oppressive actions of the order would create an atmosphere of dread, with citizens living in constant fear of being targeted. One of the most infamous episodes associated with the order was their role in the massacre of Novgorod, where they unleashed a campaign of violence, torture, and mass killings in the city. The late 1560s under Ivan the Terrible were rife with conspiracies and violence. Ivan's mental state was continually deteriorating, 
and was exacerbated by his wars with Sweden, Lithuania and Poland. In the summer of 1569, Ivan and his council decided to march to Novgorod to exact revenge for alleged treasonous behaviour. The city of Novgorod, a significantly and wealthy trading centre in northern Russia, had a history of semi-autonomy and relative independence from the central authority. However, Ivan's suspicions of disloyalty within Novgorod's leadership, coupled with his desire to centralise power and remove potential rivals, led to a series of events that culminated in one of the most gruesome episodes of his reign. The Tsar would soon arrive in the city with his court. Ivan then proceeded into Novgorod and was met by the Archbishop Pyman. In line with tradition and ceremony, the Archbishop attempted to bless the Tsar, but Ivan refused, accusing Pyman and all of Novgorod of treason and of conspiring to turn the city over to his enemies. Ivan then demanded that he be taken to the Saint Sophia Cathedral for a divine liturgy. Either Ivan's piety knew no bounds, or he was descending further into madness, or perhaps he had a plan at play. After the liturgy, Ivan and his company dined with the Archbishop Pyman. Shortly after the meal began, Ivan shouted orders to his assembled guard to arrest Pyman and to plunder his residence, treasury and court. He was then publicly humiliated, while Ivan sacked the city. He then ordered his Abrichnikia to burn and pillage Novgorod and the surrounding villages, laying waste to all the surrounding land of the city. The massacre of Novgorod consisted of men, women and children, who were tied to sleighs and run into the freezing waters of the nearby river which Ivan ordered on the basis of unproved accusations of treason. He then tortured its inhabitants and killed thousands. The streets of Novgorod ran with blood, and the once thriving city was left in ruins. Most of what remained of its population fled the ruins for a better life elsewhere. Ivan's role in the massacre was significant. He personally ordered and oversaw the campaign of terror, giving his approval for the atrocities committed. Novgorod, a city that until Ivan rivaled Moscow for the seat of power in Russia, lost its political standing and the Republic officially became a thing of the past. Ivan's terrible mental state had deteriorated over the years, fueled by personal tragedies and a sense of isolation. The death of his beloved first wife Anastasia in 1560 left Ivan bereaved and prone to fits of rage and depression. These emotional struggles seemed to intensify over time, further clouding his judgement and contributing to his unpredictable behaviour. Ivan's son by Anastasia, Ivan Ivanovich, would marry Yelena Sheremeteva, a Russian noblewoman, and in 1581, she would fall pregnant. However, Ivan the Terrible would accuse his daughter-in-law of wearing immodest clothing and he began to beat her himself. Due to these events, Yelena would suffer from a miscarriage. Ivan's son would confront his father enraged, a heated argument would ensue and the topic changed to politics, war and rebellion. 
Ivan's terrible mental state at this point was at its worst. He accused his own son of inciting rebellion, and then struck him on the head with his scepter. The younger Ivan fell, barely conscious, and began bleeding profusely from a wound on his temple. The elder Ivan immediately threw himself at his son, kissing his face and trying to stop the bleeding, whilst repeatedly crying, May I be damned. I've killed my son. I've killed my son. The younger Ivan briefly regained consciousness, and was reputed to have said, I die as a devoted son and most humble servant. For the next few days, the elder Ivan prayed for a miracle, but to no avail. His son died. The killing of his own son casts a shadow over Ivan the Terrible's legacy, encapsulating the tragic dimensions of his rule. While Ivan the Terrible had earlier displayed ambitions to modernize and strengthen Russia, his later years were characterized by paranoia, cruelty, and erratic behavior. The death of his son epitomizes the depths of his psychological struggles and the high personal costs of wielding absolute power. Scholars believe that Ivan manifested psychopathic characteristics. His quick mood shifts, unreliability, egocentricity, and the lack of lasting emotions. His first mock abdication showed that he was a master of manipulating other people. While convincing them of his good intentions, his personal friendships were short, and his friends did usually end up dead. Ivan died from a stroke in 1584, while he was playing chess with Bogdan Belsky, a Russian statesman and a close associate of Ivan the Terrible. Upon Ivan's death, the Russian throne was left to his middle son, Feodor, who was a weak-minded figure who was never prepared for the throne. Feodor would die childless in 1598, extinguishing the centuries-old Rurik dynasty, a noble house established by the Varangian prince Rurik, who established himself in Novgorod in the year 862. The termination of the dynasty resulted in the Time of Troubles, which was a period of political crisis in Russia. This resulted in a time of deep social crisis and lawlessness, with numerous usurpers and impostors claiming the title of Tsar. Russia would experience famine in the years 1601 to 1603, which killed almost a third of the population. It was one of the most turbulent and violent periods in Russian history. Ivan was a complicated man who had a traumatizing childhood and who wielded absolute power at a very young age. He would become a master manipulator, but certain tragedies, such as the poisoning of his wife, affected his mental state significantly. Ivan was also a poet and a composer of considerable talent, who has been labelled as a genius by many historians. According to legend, Ivan was also deeply interested in gathering knowledge from all over the world and would add many books to his grandfather's library. Upon the death of the infamous Tsar, the library simply disappeared, some believing that it was destroyed in a fire. Alternatively, others have claimed that the library survived and that Ivan placed a curse on the library, that those who were about to find it would lose their sight. 
despite the possibility that the library no longer exists and the supposed curse. Treasure hunters have been restless in their search for the lost library. Over the centuries, many have attempted to find it, among them Peter the Great and Vatican representatives who were visiting Moscow, though none have succeeded. Ivan the Terrible's legacy continues to be a subject of historical discussion and interpretation. He is remembered as a ruler who left a profound impact on Russia's development, both through his accomplishments and the dark episodes of his rule. His achievements in expanding the Russian Empire and effectively creating a police state with his lawyer Brezhnikia would reflect his need for absolute power and control. However, he left no legacy. His line would be extinguished due to him murdering his own son, and all that would remain of Ivan's legacy would be reputation. I hope you all enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.